Hello, and welcome to the Equity Foundation podcast. The Equity Foundation is the professional development arm of Actors' Equity. Our mission is to assist, educate, and inspire performers. To find out more, visit www.equityfoundation.org.au. Uh, thanks, everyone, for being here today, and thanks to the Equity Foundation, and thanks to Equity SA. I'm based in Adelaide on Ghana country, and thanks to so many of you for being here. So I'll just quickly run through what we're doing today. Today, I'm going to give a little bit of a framework for mindfulness. I figure a lot of people who are in this room, if you're in this conversation, have a basic understanding of mindfulness per se, but I want to talk about why I think mindfulness in my experience as someone who's moved a lot more into the actor coaching, actor mindset coaching, script writing and creative coaching world has seen a lot in the last couple of years how the importance of mindset and care for creatives has become more and more important and even more so in the last 18 months and how we can use mindfulness practices to help us acknowledge where we are and how to take care of ourselves. That's a lot to cover in an hour, so we're going to be dipping the toe in the water, but we'll, we'll do as much as we can. I'm going to then lead you on probably a 20 and a little bit minute guided meditation. And for those of you who haven't meditated a lot before, if that sounds like a lot, don't worry. It's going to be very guided. I'm not going to leave you on your own too long. Some people have a, a little worry about being left alone with their own thoughts. Don't worry. It's not like that. We will step you through it one step at a time. And then the aim is to have uh, probably 10 or 15 minutes left for questions at the end. Please do light up the chat with questions. Okay. So some of what I'm about to say has come out of discussions with clients. Uh, I have been a actor, producer, developer, and director a little bit in theater and film for a while and gradually had started having more discussions with uh, people about their well-being. I'm also an ex-psychotherapist, a coach, and I'm completing a master's in narrative therapy. So there's kind of a second tier to the work that I'm doing. And a lot of the work that I started to talk about with people was to do with ways that we can stay connected to ourselves as people and as creatives in times of stress and in times when stress leads us to feel disconnected from ourselves. And when we feel disconnected from ourselves and under pressure, it becomes much more difficult to do the work. Conversely, when we feel that connection, whatever that means for you, things start to flow much more easily, uh, both personally and creatively. And I started to think a lot more about how that worked in the, in the world of creativity and in asking questions of people, it became apparent that a lot of people particularly in the arts and particularly in the last 18 months or so, are carrying a lot of very heavy expectations. Um, a lot of those expectations are a part of the world of being an artist, but a lot of those expectations are also put onto us by various different aspects of being in this, in this craft and in the industry of creativity. And some of those expectations are unavoidable and some of them are actually uh, quite difficult and can be quite negative. For example, the expectation uh, on actors in particular, because that's one of the areas I work a lot in, that um, about certain levels of performance and presentation that can really pull us out of the creative spot where we are and the uh, make us focus at an external level on pleasing other people. This is a huge problem generally as a, as a profession. I was talking recently with somebody who I was working on a, a self-tape with and they were saying, self-tapes are great because it means we have extra flexibility, that's fine. We can shoot anything from anywhere and send it off. But it also increases the pressure because now you can't talk to the casting director. You have to be your own casting director. You have to direct your own performance. You have to be completely responsible for your own background. And of course, everybody only wants an opening night performance. That's all they're asking for. And we had to break that down a little bit because we realized that that was a series of expectations that are put onto the actor rather than 
allowing the actor to focus on doing their best work and being connected to self. And a lot of us experience those tensions and nerves, which are natural and part of the equation, but also then the flip side of those tensions and nerves about wanting to do a good job and wanting to be, um, be in a place to do your best work are also magnified by power dynamics and uh, power relations in the industry. This is something that seems to be an ongoing issue and also something that we really need to be able to do something about. So how does, how does mindfulness process help with that? So in the tradition in which I was first trained uh, through Tinan, he talks about the process of mindfulness, concentration and insight. And this is really very simply about being able to plant seeds of mindfulness to recognize what's going on within us and not to fight. And this is really a very important first base for a mindfulness practice. We talk about suffering as the, the resistance to what is. So if we have an experience that's painful and difficult, the suffering is actually when we struggle with it and struggle against it. Being able to see things for what they are may be positive and may be difficult, but it's the suffering in particular, the resistance that causes us a lot of trouble. So this practice that we're going to start with today uh, will help us to come back to and draw a connection with ourselves. Hopefully you'll understand how and why that's important as we go through it, but very simply, when we come back to an experience of ourselves and our own thoughts, feelings, the experience of being here and now, we're much more able to differentiate our desire to do well, our expectation for ourselves and the kind of work we want to make versus the impositions, the injunctions, the things that are put onto us by people who are outside us and who are in a different power dynamic, whether they're in whatever form of the industry. So, so I'd like you to just begin by taking a note of how you're sitting and where you're sitting and get comfortable. We're going to be here for about 20 minutes or so, maybe 25. There's no need to be in a particular meditation position unless you like that. Somewhere where your spine can be straight is helpful, not because of anything about posture really, it's just because it makes it a little easier to breathe. And to begin with, we'll do the simplest practice that I know, which is just to gently close or lower your eyes and just notice your breathing. And notice your exhalation. Notice that we're not trying to take a breath here. Even here, can we notice a little bit of letting go? Another in-breath, just noticing the breath, noticing any sensations that are there and can be released and relaxing on the exhale. Allowing a third breath now, really allowing any sensations of tension or relaxation, just noticing and really relaxing again on the out breath. And just notice how you feel now. This first three breath exercise is something we can do at any point during the day just to come back and notice how things are for us now now i'd like you to take a moment and perhaps notice sensations of the parts of you that are in contact with the floor or the seat if you're on a chair that'll be the soles of your feet on the floor If you're sitting on a cushion, maybe that's your shins, the knees. And take a moment here to just soften. Noticing sensation of the 
feet or the legs in contact with the floor, but can you let go of that label of language and just pay attention to the sensations? Noticing now the sensations of your seat, the sit bones, as the ends of those sit bones, the ischia, I'm told they're called, and see if you can notice just the sensations of sitting. And perhaps we can release any extra energy we might be using to maintain ourselves in the seated position. Noticing right away that sometimes we might use a little more energy than we need, a little more effort. And that we can relax our effort even in that posture. Allowing your attention to gently come up the spine, vertebra by vertebra. Maybe up into the neck, into the back of the skull. Noticing any sensations, any relaxations, any tensions, again, just checking in through any part of the body. Noticing the breath. Now, can you return your attention to these sensations and space in the body? Just experiencing them as the sensations that come up for you in your experience of just noticing. Not worrying too much about the idea or the name of the body with myself. The experience of just being here and the sensations. Perhaps you're also experiencing temperature, sounds in the environment, sounds of this voice. Noticing that these sensations and sounds and feelings stay for a while and go. And then they're replaced with other feelings, sensations. Some teachers call this the feeling of aliveness in the body. So one of the ways we can make time for ourselves is by acknowledging and making space for us to just be. So can you bring your attention down to the soles of your feet? These sensations. And can you imagine perhaps that the sensations soften and that the soles of your feet, the experience of the soles of your feet soften and release, relax and open. Opening like buds of a flower.
And can you imagine for a moment now that you're breathing in through the soles of your feet? Breathing in through the soles of the feet and the toes into the foot itself. And as you're gently breathing, breathing in space, allowing sensations to be there, breathing in space and relaxation. Breathing in through the soles of the feet, through the feet up into the ankles and noticing any sensations in those areas, perhaps you're identifying feelings in an energetic way, perhaps there are feelings in the ankles, the bones. Allowing those to be there. If they are there, breathing in and creating space in and amongst or perhaps around those sensations and as you exhale, allowing space for those feelings to soften into. Breathing in up now into your calves. Gently breathing up like a breeze or perhaps like a wave. Gently washing up through feet and the lower legs. Washing away anything that shouldn't be there. Breathing up through the feet, up the lower legs, toward the knees. Again, noticing sensations and space, breathing. Noticing energy changing, noticing sensations shifting. Breathing up through the feet, the legs, the knees, and up into the lower thighs, gradually Breathing your way up through the legs. Maybe it's useful for you to take a moment to gently notice the soles of the feet again to make sure that they're still relaxed, softening, opening like those flower buds. Then breathing again up through feet, calves, the thighs coming up towards the sit bones. Noticing feelings and sensations and at the same time not wanting to change or do anything but Breathe in with and through, breathing this cool healing experience and space into the lower hips and the pelvis coming up to the lower abdomen. Breathing up now the lower abdomen into the stomach and the lower back, lower spine, noticing what's there for you. Breathing up now into the lower ribs. Noticing the sensations, perhaps acknowledging how it feels, the stomach, the organs, And as you breathe up 
still breathing through the feet up into the body, up the spine, noticing how the ribs and lungs feel for you, these sensations. Noticing and sensing perhaps this aliveness and feeling through the lungs and of course, taking a moment for the heart. Whatever sensations, whatever feelings. Breathing that gentle sense of space. through the upper ribs and up into the shoulders. Can you take a moment now and just notice the palms of your hands? Notice the sensations that are there. And as we seem for whatever reason to hold a certain amount of tension in our hands, can you imagine breathing in through the palms of your hands? Softening and relaxing, breathing into that space of the front and back of the hand and into the fingers and thumbs. Again, simply notice one of the ways in which this practice of mindfulness works is to simply notice what's there and notice how we are. In that practice of just acknowledging how things are for us and not trying to change change becomes possible. Breathing through the hands up into the wrists and then into the forearms. Breathing, noticing space with the forearms and up into the elbows. Breathing through the hands to the elbows coming up, the upper arms, front and back. Noticing sensations, noticing anything that wants to shift or not shift, and gently exhaling. Coming up to the shoulders and breathing from the hands up through to the back of the neck. Noticing what's there. Perhaps breathing now into the sides of the neck and into the throat. Coming up to the jaw, to the base of the spine. Still gently breathing up through the head. A moment now to just notice the face and can you take a moment to breathe in and without thinking too much about it, can you imagine breathing in through the whole sensation of your face? Noticing the sensations that are there, the tensions, the relaxed, Spots. Breathing in gently, allowing these 
sensations of space, of relaxation, to gently work their way around the face, the side of the face, hinge of the jaw, to the back of the head, breathing in up to the crown. Can you perhaps notice how letting go of this idea or the experience of your face, but more about noticing the sensations that you're experiencing as you're breathing in and out through this space of the head. Some of these sensations may want to change as you continue your breathing, and that's perfectly fine. Breathing now, noticing your whole body, the sensations you're experiencing right now. Perhaps you might want to just take a moment and notice all of the sensations you're experiencing. Perhaps you might like to take a gentle sweep again from the soles of the feet, the softened soles of the feet all the way, slowly, there's no rush. Up through the legs, the soup bones, the torso, The hands, the arms, the shoulders, all the way up through the neck and head. Breathing in. Noticing the sensations you're experiencing and breathing out. If you can remain alert but relax into your experience, the sensations. If there are any areas of tension, perhaps you can breathe in. Notice the sensations of those tensions in the area and space around those tensions and on your exhalation. Perhaps this tension can soften just a little bit into the space you've created. Breathing in, acknowledging those sensations and breathing out, relaxing. Can you now take a moment and gently place your awareness in the area of your heart? Having created some space and awareness of sensation in the body, can you take a moment now to notice what your heart is experiencing? And again, maybe it's this area of the physical heart, but maybe it's also the inner sensations, those aliveness experiences.
breathing in, perhaps breathing in an area of space and softness around the area of the heart and those sensations. Breathing out, softening, relaxing. Breathing in and now perhaps gently bringing your awareness to any experience of thoughts, the mind. That might be in what you feel to be the head, but it doesn't have to be. It's whatever that experience is for you. And noticing that in this area, of sensation in the space that we've created. And there might still be these experiences of thought, experiences of the mind. And as you're gently breathing, Perhaps, even if it's only for a moment or two at a time, you can notice that these thoughts, this experience of the thinking mind, carries on and thoughts pop up. Stay for a moment and leave. But perhaps, and maybe you take a few moments to again reconnect with the experience of softness and space that we've been working with for the last 15 or so minutes. You can notice that these thoughts, these feelings the, that come with these thoughts all take place in this space. and that you can allow them to be there. And come and go. That they exist in the same space of sensation and experience and aliveness. And that we can be here and present and aware of thoughts without necessarily taking them on as ours. And if you have any difficulties with this, you can simply return to the experience of sensations and the experience of allowing yourself to breathe in this area of the body. Perhaps even breathing into the area of the heart. And so the practice of mindfulness is often paired with practice of self-compassion. As a way of acknowledging the importance of us, of you being here in this moment.
So can you take a moment to return your awareness to your heart and can you perhaps bring a slight inner smile to the area of the heart? This may be a literal smile. You might, if you like, gently smile to yourself. This might feel like an expansion of the inner space in the sensations in the body. This gentle curve up of energy in the area of the heart. Breathing into that expansion that's curving up in the heart and breathing out, relaxing. And can you perhaps, if it's there for you, allow that sensation of space and compassion to fill between the front and back of the ribs. And as you breathe in, and out again, gently allow that smile, that expansion to fill the whole ribcage. Any of these steps may be as far as you feel you are able to or want to go, but if you would like to and are able as you breathe. In can you gently expand into space. This feeling of the wider, more expansive smile through the rest of the torso. And gently exhaling and letting that smile, that experience diffuse through torso and shoulders. And in your own time now, gently breathing, expanding this space, this upward turned smile through the arms, the head, the hips, the legs, back down into the feet where we began. Can you imagine this smile now expanding the sensations of the smile expanding on your in-breath beyond the area of sensation in the body? And softly diffusing through the energetic experience, the sensations around you. In the room. You can take a moment to experiment with this, whatever this might mean for you, perhaps. You'd prefer to stay a little more focused on the smile in the area of the heart and the body whatever this is for you. Taking a moment now just to relax and come back to the sensations of the breath. Only need to use probably about 25% of our focus really now, allowing the rest of our awareness to relax. As the breath gently rises and falls, we can notice it and 
Notice how you feel now. And gently taking a moment to perhaps turn, return all the little movement to the fingers and toes. Perhaps a gentle sway of the body side to side, if that's right for you. Gently moving into the arms and legs. And whenever you're ready, you can open your eyes. Okay, so thank you for that. And um, Alex, if you're ready, we might take questions in a sec. I'll just pause to say that that's a, obviously this is the very beginnings of how we would work with mindfulness to return to a sense of being here. And allowing ourselves to experience how we are now, which can be a bit of an ask with a lot of the incoming that is happening on social media, in the news, being in the artistic professions. So if we have any questions, um, by all means, that's fine by me. If you have uh, a question about mindfulness in general, uh, mindset in general. How often and for how long a day is, is it beneficial to meditate? Yes, great question. I'm going to be one of those annoying teachers who say it depends. Sorry. In general, the amount that is right for you to be able to do on a regular basis is great. It might be if you're um, at the very beginning of the curve for mindfulness and meditation process that that three breath practice that we did right at the beginning is great for you um, in that it really just helps you to remember that you're here, remember that you're um, able to breathe and relax and focus a little bit. It's not necessary for you to do, you know, regular 25 minutes a day. If you can, great. But as a, as a beginning practice, often we say three breaths is great. The amount that you can do every day is better than the amount that you only end up doing once a week. Uh, there are, there are studies that have backed this up in the world of neuroscience that I won't go into now, but a little bit every day is a lot better than trying to do a big chunk every now and then. Is there a guided meditation app or download you would recommend? Oh, there's a few actually. Um, Insight Timer is a really good one. They have a wide range of teachers, almost a bewilderingly wide range of teachers. I'm just putting um, in any, that's Insight yeah, Timer. Insight Timer. Um, disclaimer, I have a few app, um, meditations and inside timers, so, you know, plug. Um, if anybody else has any other apps that they like to use, uh, please do feel free to chuck them in the chat as well. Uh, Calm is apparently very good. Um, the guy called Sam Harris, who has an app, I can't remember what, I think it's called Waking Up. I haven't really done much of his work, but I hear he's very good. Headspace, a 10% happier. Uh, I think some of these are paid apps, but a lot of them will have free trials. Um, they're really good places to go. Um, there are also, there are a number of different courses. It's become much more populated online these days, but they're good places to start. I'm just asking, um, oh, it's probably just easier if I read out some of these because there's quite okay. So if anyone objects and wants to talk directly to Craig, just put that in. Because So here's another one. Who was your meditation teacher? If you had one and where is the meditation we just did derived from? Oh, sure. So my first teacher was a teacher called Thich Nhat Hanh, um, who's a Vietnamese teacher. I studied with him in Plum Village, which is a meditation center in France. And then uh, when I was doing the up and back to LA for a number of years, I was in Deer Park Meditation Center, which is an offshoot of uh, Plum Village. I'm actually going to, for those of you who don't know how to spell Thich Nhat Hanh, I'm going to plug his name in the chat. Um, 
There we go. Oh, I think I've just sent that directly to you, Alex. So maybe you can sure. copy paste that. Uh, I've also uh, spent time at the Zen Center of LA um, with a number of the teachers there. I trained as a teacher with um, a teacher in the UK, Julian Dazen Skinner Roshi. Uh, I have my own teacher teachers here who I work with. Uh, what was the second half of the question, Alex? Who would I? And where is the meditation we did just arrived? Oh, okay, yeah, that's um, that's a deri that's derived from a Tibetan form, um, and it's also <laughs> slightly. That's actually a bit of a blend. It's a blend of Tibetan, the space and um, uh, spatial awareness and sensation one is based on uh, an insight meditation practice that's another person who's really good to check out um i'm just just plugging another name in the chat actually alex tyra brack she's a great insight teacher uh, jack cornfield is another they've been very influential for me okay i've got another one here <laughs> As I've got someone here asking, as a police officer, I find it hard to do these styles of meditation, mediation, mediation, meditation. I feel stupid doing it. Perhaps it's an occupational hazard. How do we overcome this? Oh, I'd really like to have more of a conversation with you about that, actually, because that's a really good question. Um, no, seriously, I, I, um, yeah, I would like to have more of a conversation about that, actually, if you're up for it. Um, Perhaps they can talk to you separately afterwards or something. Oh, uh, maybe. I mean, I can I can try and answer and yeah. speak to that briefly. Yeah. Perhaps um, one of the things that when you're beginning to work with these practices, you can come up with a lot of resistance. I certainly did. Uh, that's it stopped me meditating for 15 years. So don't feel like you're alone in that. Um, One of the things that helped me was two things that was actually going on the retreat to uh, Plum Village and studying with those teachers firsthand. That's not an option at the moment, obviously. Um, but also acknowledging that they were there and that this is a slightly more of a coaching and um, therapeutic practice, but asking what those voices wanted was actually super helpful for me. Um, there's a There's a way in which you can there are a number of different ways. And again, this is how I, I would need to get specific with you about just asking a couple of those questions um, about what those voices are actually saying and what they're, how they're trying to protect you from looking stupid. Um, again, without having a longer conversation, my first thought is try that three breath practice because you can sneak it in and they maybe can't see you so quickly. I totally hear you though about the um, the occupational hazard and um, the resistance, like the inner resistance, that is a real thing and uh, not to be trifled with, but maybe short practices to sneak in around them uh, might be a way forward. The other thing is, given that, that uh, half of Australia is in lockdown, have you got anything specific to do with that sort of slight sick and anxious feeling that a lot of people would have, particularly with real losses of finance and work and... Mm enormous anxiety that it's causing? Yeah, um, I think the first thing I'd say is don't make that wrong. Uh, we're getting a lot of messaging about how um, we need to be very self-responsible at the moment, which is uh, a really great way of blaming everybody. That's other people may differ on that, but that seems to be what's happening. Um, I think one of the one of the important things about um, experiencing these feelings is firstly to acknowledge them and to acknowledge them much in the way perhaps that we've just done with uh, this practice is to acknowledge those thoughts and feelings um, as we've just acknowledged some of those sensations in the body and acknowledge that they're there. Um, I don't know if it's just me, but often we find we fight sensations of anxiety because they're unpleasant. Um, and I think if we can experience them and acknowledge their reality and that it is a difficult situation, that is a first step. It's not a panacea, um, but it is a way in which we can uh, at least 
give uh, some self-compassion and comfort to ourselves that uh, we shouldn't be making these feelings wrong. Um, we are having a bit more of a conversation about that in the culture at the moment, but it is still, we still have a very long way to go about it, uh, particularly in times like these. Again, these are much longer conversations, but as a quick answer, that's a way to, that's a way that maybe we can work with these, these particular practices and some of the, again, these, these voices and messaging that we're getting in our heads that we've internalized from various sources. What about how do I prevent myself from dozing off while meditating? Yeah, uh, so there's a couple of things there. Um, firstly, maybe you're tired and that's okay. Um, sometimes if you're tired, you should sleep. Secondly, um, very, very simple one is just to sit up a little straighter and pay a little more attention to the breath. It doesn't have to be like rigidly straight, but sometimes if you're, if you're starting to feel a little dullness, it's partly because of posture and the the breath isn't working. Um, so as we right at the beginning, I'm saying, just pay attention to the, the way you're sitting and allow your back to naturally straighten. There's a lot of actors in the room who will have done a lot of work on naturally allowing the spine to straighten. So if you can do that, that's gonna help with your breathing, which will uh, automatically energize the body a little bit for the extra oxygen. The third thing you can do is notice the drowsiness. This sounds like a contradiction in terms, but it's a little bit like feeling a sensation like a sore shoulder. So if I'm sitting here and I'm noticing drowsiness, what is that drowsiness? What does it actually feel like? Can I give it a color? Can I notice it in terms of um, a couple of teachers lately who I've spoken to have talked about noticing it like uh, the um, earth, air, fire, water. Does it, what kind of quality does it have? Does it have this kind of grittiness of earth or does it have this kind of fuzziness, which is kind of watery, but kind of muddy watery? In that way, you can notice it that it's there, but you're also kind of externalizing it. So you can kind of hold it in your hand as it were and have a look at it. Sometimes that can be really helpful because it creates a little distance between you and the drowsiness and that maybe you can keep working with that and that can actually be really interesting. Uh, here's an acting one. Mm -hmm. What? What do you recommend regarding mindfulness and expectations when it comes to acting? What mm. do you suggest for short techniques to help release expectations when doing self-tapes auditions when yeah. these expectations are really present? Such a good question. Uh, I feel like I should do a thing on that at some, at some point quite soon because I get a lot of questions about that. The first thing um, to acknowledge, I when I talk with actors about this, one of the first things to do is take the breaths and notice the feelings or the sensations and the literal words that are coming across your head or wherever it happens for you. It's one of the main purposes of mindfulness is mindfulness, concentration, insight. Concentration meaning being aware of what's going on in the present moment. So literally name it, maybe write it down. I have to do this perfectly or insert casting director will hate me. There are some great casting directors around, don't get me wrong, I'm not dumping on casting directors, but you know, this is, this is what goes on. I have to do this perfectly or dot, 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 dot. Okay, put it away. That three breath practice that we did at the beginning, particularly if you're, if you're in the waiting room, that three breath practice is super helpful. The grounding in the feet in particular, Thich Nhat Hanh used to talk about the importance of walking meditation. Um, you can't do walking meditation in a, in a waiting room. You can probably do it while you're self-testing, but uh, the, the main purpose of feeling the sensations in the feet and the body generally is it's hard to be in your head when you're in your feet. This sounds like a strange and ridiculous principle, but it actually really works. Um, and I've, I've found a lot of benefit uh, in that over the years, personally, as well as working with other people. Um, so those kinds of active sensation exercises can help as well. I do a lot of Qigong and a lot of people who I know find that those kind of movement practices uh, help to really actively stimulate the body because one of the things, particularly if you're working in an audition situation where you're having to remember a lot, you can get stuck in your head. So these physical practices of mindfulness, like, um, and if you're self-testing, this is another practice of mindfulness that 
if you're self-testing at home, you can do is to literally, sometimes I did this this morning actually, do a task making the coffee, but do it with full awareness to refocus the brain, refocus the thought process, refocus your physical body in action. Um, sometimes this takes a little bit of practice, but it can be surprisingly effective. Uh, that doesn't necessarily mean that the thoughts and feelings are going to miraculously disappear like a magic wand, but it means you're gaining distance from it and you're building and you're watering other seeds of awareness and consciousness, which are more helpful to what you actually want to bring and the way you actually want to show up rather than showing up in reaction to people's expectations. Again, much longer thing, but that's hopefully a helpful version. Okay, it's one o'clock, but one more question. Do sure. walking meditations work? Walking, would, yes, short version, longer version. Um, my experience with walking meditations is that they're a really good thing to complement your sitting meditation. Um, the way that I was trained, um, the sitting meditation is like building up the energy. The walking meditation is putting the energy into experience in your body and your life, moving through off the cushion. Um, similar things actually to, to um, the practice of Shigo Matachi. Um, how can I explain this in practice, in something practical? The way Thich Nhat Hanh would talk about it is that the sitting meditation is great for bringing practical awareness and experience into your body and the way in which your body, your heart, your thoughts are operating. That you can now be more in contact with yourself by noticing these things. Because consciousness is always consciousness of something. We can be consciousness of these thoughts. I didn't actually notice these were here. Okay. Walking meditation is putting this mindfulness into practice. Um, it's mindfulness off the cushion. It's a way of helping us to not leave behind all the good work we did when the alarm goes off and now we go, oh, I got to get on with things now. And suddenly we're back in that default mode, that back of brain mode of anxiety so that we start to associate mindfulness with the cushion only for 20 minutes a day. Walking meditation, doing these tasks, stopping and taking three breaths whenever we get the chance, whenever, we, whenever it occurs to us to do so are ways in which we start to integrate this mindfulness practice into our daily being and doing, as well as any benefits we might get on the cushion. Craig, it's it's time to finish. Is it, it before we go, is there any any last minute comment or anything you'd like to say? And otherwise we will thank you. Um, thank you for everyone. Look, I'd, uh, I'd like to thank everybody for being here. It's been fantastic. Uh, <laughs> talking to you. Uh, what a world. Um, I hope this has been really helpful. I, um, if you'd like to get in touch and talk more about any of these things, because all of these things are very much, you know, the two second answer to all of these and many other things. Um, Alex, is it okay if I drop a link in the chat for contact? Yes, yes. Of yeah, course. great. All right. I'm going to just, yeah. I'm just going to drop, um, what am I doing? I can't, so this is mindfulness. Can't talk and type at the same time. Yeah. There you go. One thing at a time. Um, and I also just put that's there's my email. Uh, I'm uh, and that's the site. I'm going to start doing some more work on this. I teach meditation courses from you know one to two sessions to six to eight weeks. So if you're interested in that, please get it get involved with that. I'm going to be starting to do more of that in the next month or two. Organizing properly organizing those courses uh, for online. I've previously done a few things online, but they've mainly been one-offs. Um, and if there are any other questions you have about mindfulness and life, mindfulness and those reactions, mindfulness and the life of the, the actor, uh, likewise, please get in touch. It's kind of a world that I really want to move into a lot more because I see a lot of people um, getting benefit out of it. And I think it's a way that we, a way forward for a lot of people. So um, thank you all. Uh, really glad to have had so many of you here today. It's been great. Uh, and, Craig, uh, we want to thank to you. We want to thank you and thank you to all equity um, attendees. Uh, we can't do it obviously without you. And Craig, it's been a wonderful and very timely session given what's going on in Australia at the moment. So we really appreciate it. Thank you. Very yeah, much. great.
Thank you, Alexa. Thank you for organizing it. Thanks, everybody. Thank you. My pleasure. Media Super is the principal sponsor of the Equity Foundation. For more information about the work of the Foundation, visit equityfoundation.org.au or follow Australian Actors' Equity on Facebook and Twitter.